Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. The Sabbath is known as the Test Commandment. For people who observe the Sabbath, this this way of life is often challenged. This is the one law that we keep that is constantly being questioned. It is constantly a test for us whether we will keep it, whether we will keep it properly. Now, we do have to know how to give an answer if someone asks us or challenges us on this belief. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 shows us to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you. So how should we explain that this test command of the Sabbath is a great day to keep, and it is still in effect today. There are a lot of scriptures straight from your Bible that show that we should be keeping the Sabbath day, that it is a a day meant to benefit all mankind, not just the Jews. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter two, verse two. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Think about this. God is made of spirit. He has existed forever. He has never once slept because he has never once gotten tired. And yet here he is resting on the Sabbath day. Why would that be the case? He doesn't need to rest. And yet he still rested on the seventh day, on the Sabbath. Friday sunset to Saturday sunset is a day of rest even for God despite the fact that he doesn't require any rest at all. How can we explain this? There has to be an explanation. Mark 2, verse 27 says, and this is Christ speaking, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now, back there in that account of the recreation of the earth in seven days, there in Genesis, it shows how man was created on the sixth day, and then the day after man was created, God created the Sabbath day by resting. The Sabbath was invented the day after Man was created. And here in Mark chapter 2, it's saying, 
specifically that God made the Sabbath for us. It's not saying God made the Sabbath for the Jew. It says God made the Sabbath for man. Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath, it says in Mark 2, verse 28. So the very next verse. The Lord of the Sabbath. God and Christ care very much about the Sabbath day. And they want to see us delight in it. They want to see us look forward to it and observe it the right way. They want us to realize that the Sabbath is a blessing. After a tiring week of six days of work, six days of fast-paced living, we come into the Sabbath and we rest from all those things. We turn away from all the cares and concerns that fill our lives the rest of the week. We don't work on the Sabbath. We don't really play or enjoy our typical forms of entertainment on the Sabbath. It is a day of physical rest, but it's also a day of spiritual labor as Hebrews chapter four shows. It is a day to connect with God, our creator. We take time on the Sabbath to fellowship with the Lord of the Sabbath, with Christ, with God, through prayer and Bible study. We spend time going to Sabbath services and perhaps a Bible study as well. We're around people who think like us and we get to talk with them too. It is a very restful, rejuvenating, much welcomed day after a hard week. We love to observe the Sabbath. We delight in the Sabbath when we keep it God's way. When we keep the Sabbath day holy, undefiled from all of our usual activities. Exodus chapter 16 shows that when ancient Israel went into slavery in Egypt, they lost the knowledge of the Sabbath. They didn't even know what day of the week it was anymore in all that time enslaved. In fact, they began worshiping all the pagan gods of Egypt. The Sabbath didn't mean much to them anymore because they were forced to work on that day anyway, and they had other gods that they were worshiping instead. So Exodus 16 shows how God reminded the Israelites of the importance of the Sabbath day. They came out of slavery. God freed them using Moses. He crushed the foremost, most powerful empire in the entire world, Egypt, so that Israel could be free. And then God showed the Israelites through a miracle that they needed to keep the Sabbath again. They needed to return to obeying God by keeping the Sabbath. 
So God sent them manna, a sweet bread from heaven. And every morning they'd go out and collect it. But on the day of the week we call Friday, so the sixth day of the week, they had to collect twice as much. And that way they didn't have to go out on the Sabbath and collect food to eat. If they left any food overnight, it would spoil. But when they collected a double portion of food on that Friday, it would last the entire two days. It wouldn't spoil overnight like usual. Every other day of the week, the manna spoiled overnight. That's why they had to go out and work every day and collect it. But God worked a miracle, made sure that the manna would spoil overnight, except on the Sabbath. Then the manna would last for two nights so they could pick it on Friday, rest on the Sabbath, and then go back to picking it again on Sunday. Of course, these are days that are names of days that they didn't use back then. But see, God forced Israel to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. They did not work on the Sabbath. They did not provide food for themselves on the Sabbath. That was taken care of on the preparation day. The day before, they got ready for the Sabbath so they could keep it by resting. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11 are all about the Sabbath. In fact, this is the longest amount of time that God spends on any of the Ten Commandments. The fourth commandment is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, and it you shall not do any work, you nor your son nor your daughter, your manservant nor your maidservant, nor your cattle nor your stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Eternal made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the eternal blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Four verses right there, just about the fourth commandment about the Sabbath day. God is very clear about the importance of the Sabbath. It is one of ten commandments. Those commandments are still in effect today. That's another subject that, that we could maybe prove another time. But even if the Ten Commandments were not in effect today, remember, the Sabbath was created the very day after God created man. About, I think about a thousand or more years at least before, a couple thousand years before the Ten Commandments were delivered to ancient Israel. The Sabbath was was in effect long before God delivered the Ten Commandments. So even if you do think the Ten Commandments were abolished, the Sabbath was around before that. Now, some major proofs of the Sabbath day are back in the New Testament once again. We've learned that Jesus Christ was 
or is the Lord of the Sabbath. But as a human being, he also kept the Sabbath. You can see that in Luke 4, verse 16. Christ himself kept the Sabbath. He set the example for how all humans should live. All of us should strive to follow his example. Luke 4, verse 16 says, As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Jesus Christ, the foremost pinnacle Bible expert of that time and of all time, preached from the Bible on the Sabbath day. Christ, the Bible expert, spread that Bible knowledge on the Sabbath day. That was his custom. He kept the Sabbath day holy. And he preached just like we experience at Sabbath services to this day in the Philadelphia Church of God. Ministers of God preach from the Bible to the people. Christ did it. 2000 years ago. And to this day, we still hear God's truth during Sabbath services, but it wasn't just Christ who kept the Sabbath. The apostle Paul also kept it. So after Christ died, after he supposedly abolished the 10 commandments, Paul was still keeping the Sabbath day, which was part of the Ten Commandments. And really, he was keeping all the Ten Commandments, not just the Sabbath. Acts 17, verse 2, shows Paul's example. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. You see, it wasn't that Christ just barged into the synagogue on one random Sabbath or that Paul asserted himself one Sabbath in his life to preach what he believed. This was their custom. This was their habit, their weekly habit to preach on the Sabbath day. They kept the Sabbath day. The Sabbath has been around since the creation of man, it was made for our benefit. It was made to give us vision of our future, to instruct us in God's word, to give us rest, to give us a better relationship with our father. This Sabbath day is a test command, but you have to think about it the way God does. God created the Sabbath the very day after he created human beings. The Sabbath has been around long before the rules of mankind. Sometimes maybe we'll be questioned like, well, aren't you upset that uh, your religion doesn't let you go to the game on Friday night? Don't, don't you wish you could go to the concert on Saturday? But the thing is, human beings decided to put those activities on God's Sabbath day. God created the Sabbath day 6,000 years ago. 
And then humans come along and try to do things differently. Their rules are the new rules. God's law has been around long before that. So who is preventing whom from doing what? (laughs) Who is really getting in the way and stopping us from doing certain things? Well, it's humans and humans who make up their own rules apart from God. God doesn't restrict us from anything at all. He gives us all kinds of blessings. And the Sabbath is one of the best blessings we could possibly imagine. So the Sabbath was still being kept by Paul after Christ died. Not only that, we can look far into the future and see that the Sabbath will still be in effect then as well. Past, present, and future. We can find the Sabbath everywhere. Isaiah 66, verse 23. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me says the eternal. We're picturing a time here yet in the future when all mankind will keep the Sabbath, not just the Jews, not just a select few Christians striving to follow the example of Christ today, but all mankind. There will be one world religion in the world tomorrow. God will rule. Everyone will worship him on the Sabbath. Past, present, and future. God created the Sabbath for us. He constantly reminded his people to keep it. Christ himself kept it. Paul kept it. It's going to be kept in the world tomorrow. And so, of course, we ought to keep the Sabbath day now. But it's not just the weekly Sabbath that we are concerned about. God also gives us annual holy days. These holy days are separate from the other sacrifices and rituals that God commanded ancient Israel to observe. They are not tied to the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And so even when those rituals go away and we don't have to do those anymore, the holy days are still in effect. The days of unleavened bread are a commanded observance where it's part of God identifying his loyal people. You can see that in Exodus 13 verse 9. This is one of the annual holy day observances. It is actually a one-week festival with a, a holy day, a holy day Sabbath on the first day and another one on the seventh day. Exodus 13 verse 9. And it shall be for a sign unto you upon your hand And for a memorial between your eyes that the eternal's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand has the eternal brought you out of Egypt. 
God commanded these holy days and he wanted these holy days to remind ancient Israel of him. But again, these are holy days that were not just for ancient Israel. You can look at Leviticus chapter 23. And, and, and you see, as we go through this, how the Bible really is a jigsaw puzzle. God has to help us connect all these pieces. He has to make the meaning of all this plain. Otherwise, how could we possibly know? God has to reveal all this. Leviticus 23, verse 31, again, talking about the days of unleavened bread. Or actually, this is about atonement, I believe. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Why would God command his holy days to be kept forever if they only applied to ancient Israel? I mean, it's pretty clear if you really understand how these holy days are meant to be kept, that even those who try to keep these days today aren't quite doing it the right way. And yet God wants these holy days to be kept forever. These holy days transcend the sacrifices and the burnt offerings. They're commanded forever. Jesus Christ once again observed these annual observances. He kept the Passover. He kept the days of unleavened bread, the Feast of Tabernacles, the last great day. You can see this in Luke 2, verses 41 and 42, and also throughout John chapter 7. The New Testament church and the apostles kept the holy days. So even after Christ was gone, they were keeping these days. You can find references to this throughout the book of Acts into 1 Corinthians. These holy days were being kept by the New Testament church. And 2,000 years later, they're still being kept by God's one true church. Notice here, once again, how these days will be observed in the future as well. Just like with the weekly Sabbath, how all mankind will keep it. In the future, all mankind will also keep the holy days. These holy days take us step by step through God's master plan for mankind and show us how he wants to bring all mankind into his family. Zechariah 14, verse 16. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, the Eternal of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. It is an absolute fact that God expects his people today to keep the weekly Sabbath and the annual holy days. You can learn so much more about this in our free booklets by the late Herbert W. Armstrong, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? And Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which get yourself a free copy of each at thetrumpet.com. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. 
You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.